Welcome to Coaches on the Couch, episode six, part two, where we're talking about the things that we think that you should do in 2023 to either maximise your results for fat loss, um, strength training, um, muscle building, regardless of whatever your fitness kind of goal is, these are the things that we think that you should do in a gym to maximise your progress. Fraser? First one we'll start talking about is, and it's a big one, I feel this is the one that everyone is like immediately jumped to is the healthy eating part of the, yep. into the new year. We've just gone through that phase of Christmas where everyone's been an overindulgent cunt. Um, so yeah, it's time to get on the health track and start eating shit. Well, good shit. Good shit and start eating shit. Start eating shit, good <laughs> shit, healthy shit, <laughs> not shit. So like... I think the biggest issue with healthy eating, right, and that term is so fucking, like, vague as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, some people's version of healthy eating is, like, going on to MyFitnessPal and finding out that you should only eat 1,200 calories. A lot of people think that's healthy eating. Yeah. That is borderline fucking, like, starving yourself, right? There's, there's, I feel like this is one of these areas as well that there's, like, it's like a minefield and at any, right. you can take one wrong step and you're like, ah, fucked it. Um, but yeah, no. There's there's obviously the ca- the calorie aspect where, when it comes into the new year, people go down the like the extreme flexible diet and calorie counting route, where it's a case of they've got fifteen hundred calories in a day, oh. and they can fit a McDonald's burger in there practically every single day if they work out their fucking macros right. Pointless. That so, is absolutely pointless. Like. There's also the type of people that don't count calories and only go to healthy options where they think like, okay, I'm going to have avocado on toast and eggs every morning because that's where all the fancy healthy brunch places do and shit like that. And then you're like, but do you actually know how many calories is in that? Because that's quite a lot of calories. And then it kind of just develops when you've got that and what these two need to do is meet in the middle, which is a case of you are going to good, healthy, nutritious sources whilst counting your calories at the same time and getting the best of both. Now, I'm not saying you have to cut out shit completely, but I think everyone would agree that if you're limiting the amount of shit food that you are eating, your body's going to function better, you're going to feel better, um, and you're just going to see a better result. It's not a case of you can't have it at all, but limiting it is definitely something that I think every PT would recommend. Oh man, 100%. Like, the the average person's diet is absolutely horrendous. Especially like, in this country, man. I know, it's know. like, it's, it's so, so bad. And I feel like, let's see, being a PT and just going like that, the average person's diet is absolutely bad. You're like, you're bringing on eating disorders. You're, you shouldn't be saying things like that. Yeah. And we're like, but we're not. Your diet's fucking shite, man. Yeah. Like, you need to fucking sort it out. 90, 90% of people, well, what's, what's the... Is it like sixty percent of people are overweight in you in Scotland, or is it? I, I think it's more than that. Is I it? think it's more than it's that. So basically, seventy percent of people, and that doesn't even act, so maybe the other thirty percent actually exercise, but a percentage of their diet is probably shit as well, right? Mm-hmm. So probably in the eighties, mm-hmm. in the eighty percent, somewhere like that, that's probably like I think fair enough is a statistic that that's how many people could probably like. Um, benefit for cleaning up their diet, making it better. Now, I think like, like you were saying a minute ago, like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, superfoods this, superfoods that, and blah, blah, blah. Like, there is such a thing as like healthy eating, but I think what people need to realise is it's, it's they need to understand what energy balance is. Mm-hmm. They need to understand that how many calories that they can get away with and how many calories they can get away with. Yeah. Um, and they need to understand the difference between under eating and over eating. Do you know what I mean? 
um, rather than that kind of big term that's just healthy eating. When I think healthy eating, I think like, like well, but I think the general population would think is things like avocado, lettuce, cucumber, <laughs> salads. Like, salad, 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 I, sweet and potato. It, and the funny thing is, it's like, it's like, you know how you get the Trojan horse that brings in the things that one is supposed to come in, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like a Caesar salad is like a Trojan horse for calories. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. here's a salad, but yeah. in reality, there's a thousand calories on that. Yeah. little cunt. With, with, <laughs> with, with some croutons Aye. and some high-fat cheese sauce. But only a Caesar salad. Aye, and the sauce took about fucking 500 calories. Yeah. And, uh, do you know what I mean? It's like, um, I think, like, try, trying to really understand, like, the difference between, like, not what's good and what's bad in a food, but what's, what amount of food is good and what amount of food is bad for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, a Caesar salad technically isn't the worst thing that you can have to eat because you, you, you need to take into consideration everything else you have the rest of the day. Aye. But... If you're not doing that and you're just using it as a thing like, oh, I'm going to eat that because it's a salad and it's healthy, you've, you're no, no. I think it's just really being self-aware. Yeah. Of, like, so your self-awareness of like what you're eating, right? Because let's just say you don't like fucking calorie count, right? But you want, you might still look at the packets of your meals and stuff like that, right? And you know roughly what's in each one of your meals that you're having, right? But you're not actually calorie counting. But just being self-aware that what you're doing now is a lot better than what you were doing before. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think back to like weeks ago, like how your how your um, day of eating actually looked compared to what your day of eating looks like now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's been self aware of understanding. This, sorry, it's been self aware that it that your 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 food and your daily like intake is maybe less than what it used to be. And at the end of the day, man, like whether you like it or whether you don't, it's all about how many calories come in. And how much you burn? Aye, it's 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 always That's, it's yeah. always going to be about if you bring in too many calories, you're going to put on fat. It's that simple. Now you can you can you can break that into a like like an intuitive eating type way where you eat three meals and you kind of reduce your portion sizes. You can do the calorie counting. You can stick to a diet plan. You can you can do whatever diet you want to do, right? But it all comes down to you bringing in a lot less calories than you were before and that's mm-hmm. how you're going to actually burn fat mm-hmm. um, it's as simple as that and I know a lot of people don't want a calorie count etc etc but then you need to come up with some form of way that you're monitoring and progressing how you're eating your eating habits um, like we, we we did go on about intuitive eating and stuff like that and um, I mean 90% of people we, we all want to be able to eat like that but the real the, the realism is that we don't know exactly how much like the numbers game is like how much is in shit that we need to be knowing. That's how you need to be monitoring and tracking your food, especially if you're just starting out. But you need to be able to learn and actually see what how many calories fifteen hundred calories worth of food etc looks like yeah. uh, compared to just going off how you feel because you could end up just fucking pissing away like month two month on the following and honouring your hunger cues kind of mentality which isn't always necessarily the best thing I know like I think like the general population have no clue what's in anything mm-hmm. like and it's funny because you've literally got that information on every single fucking food packet mm-hmm. yet a lot of people still don't know what's in things mm-hmm. they'll just like they'll just eat it and like if your goal is to lose fat you need to be eating less do you know what I mean and I always say it's like it's like the way a lot of people eat food right 
is they'll just eat it and not think twice about how many calories are in it, right? See if I was to go and buy something at a shop, I can tell you for sure I'm fucking going to check my bank to make sure there's money in it. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To make sure I can like afford it. I'm not saying that you need to earn your calories, right? But if you want to lose fat, you need to be in a deficit of calories. So mm-hmm. therefore you should kind of be tracking how much is coming in. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Until you have got the understanding that you can actually do it without tracking. Do you know what I mean? But a lot of people don't have that understanding. So that's why we kind of push people to do tracking. Tracking's a, it's, it's a, it's something that should maybe last six months to 12 months. 12 months yeah. is an absolute push. Um, yeah. But six months, just so you understand what's in, what you're eating and things like that. And then you, you, you just know what you're Develop the good habits. Develop the good habits after that. that. We like, nobody in a fitness industry especially you'd be tracking your calories in your 60s. You do, you do want to get to that point that you can eyeball shit and your version of intuitive eating is someone that is very much aware of nutrition or what their body actually needs. Um, that That is one thing I think is really important. It's, it's like if you want to go down that route, make sure you actually know what it needs and you've got some experience behind you. And I think as well, like one of the, <coughs> one of the comment, one of the quotes that kind of annoys me is like all calories are the same because I really know because you could eat a meal that's fucking massively high in salt, saturated fat and sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, you could eat 100 calories worth that's full of that with fuck all fibre in it or you could eat something that's like good complex carbs with less sugar decent fats but no saturated fat wee bit of salt good bit of fibre what one do you fucking think is going to digest better mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it's, like, it's, it's absorption as well one thing people don't realise is that you also have an aspect of okay cool like I used the McDonald's burger as a case um, like see if you have a McDonald's burger I can't remember how many grams of proteins in like just one but like say say for instance there's 20 grams of protein in one um, and you consume that and you're noting it down you've got 20 grams of protein you've got whatever amount of carbs whatever amount of fats to actually break that down in your stomach and absorb it, your body has to work so much harder. Like, in fact, you know what? I'm going to use different protein powders as a good example of this because you've got you've got three different types. You've got concentrate, isolate, hydrolyze. Concentrate is like the typical my protein stuff, bottom of the barrel. Isolate is like the best bang for your buck. Hydrolyze, it kind of feels like wasting your money, but it's like the most Gucci shit. Concentrate, say you get 25 gram of protein in a scoop, <coughs> you actually absorbing that 25 gram of protein isn't actually likely going to happen. That's why usually lots of people always complain that they piss shit, fart like mad and they start adding in protein powders. It's like your body's just like, I can't fucking digest this. Can't why? Be. Because it's so fucking shit quality. Aye. Like it's, it's, your body doesn't want it. So of that 25 grams, maybe you're actually only absorbing half that to 60% of it. That isn't actually uncommon. But then if you pay a little bit more, you get something that's a lot better quality, like an isolate protein powder. Um, your, your, your body said like a 25 grams of protein, 25 grams of uh, protein per scoop. You know what? You probably won't absorb all of it again, but you actually might get like 20, 22 grams. Like your body's actually able to absorb it and you don't get the same digestion issues. These are a lot of the main things that I think a lot of fitness professionals go on about as to why they like, they always eat healthy. Why? Because they're always going to sources of food that their body digests well, absorbs well, they feel good on it. If you can track and eat at McDonald's every single day, You'd feel fucking horrific all the time. A hundred percent, man. 
Like, your body would just be fucking shit inside with something the amount of health issues you'll get from just eating that alone I remember that kind of ate what was that experiment that one was it one every day or something or no it was every, every, every meal Aye. every meal I never every watched day. it but I remember there was a hanging there was a guy that did an experiment Aye, the guy that they had doctors begging him to stop Aye, please stop before you die mate um, <laughs> Aye, it's like it's those PTs as well that kind of they're like oh you can eat whatever you want just as long as you're within your calories blah 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 I mean you like Come on, man. Give this cunt some rules, man. Like, yeah, you need some rules. 80% of good quality food, 20% are shite if you want it, right? That's yeah. fine, man. That's good. Like, that 20% is, your body's going to be able to get through that. But see if it's the other way about and it's 80% shite and 20% good. Imagine how you must feel. Your body's going to feel horrible. Like, see all those people that are doing all, like, the kind of, like, the fakeaways and, like, they're literally eating them for every single meal right. just now. I'm like... You, you, you must be, you be can feel good. shotgun spraying your toilet out your arsehole. <laughs> Keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so when it comes to healthy eating, um, again, it's 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 under, I think like the best way to kind of break it down is just 80% good food, 20% bad, not like kind of not as good quality, mm. I suppose would be the right kind of word to use. When people say our good, our, our food's good and our food's bad, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to switch it upside down. I'm saying it is, right? Because what we just spoke about a second ago, you get certain foods that are fucking saturated in salt, saturated in fucking, like... Deep fried fat. Saturated like, yeah. fat, salt, sugar, shite fibre, like, compared to a fucking good, healthy, like, steak, good fats, Good protein, do you know what Fruit I mean? Fruit and veg, you get loads right. of vitamins, minerals, etc. Right. All these things are important and are going to make you feel better. And your diet does need to largely consist of it. Um, but it doesn't mean to say you can't still have a little bit of shit. It's just people need to realise that the habit of coming in every night and having a fucking half a pack of biscuits or so watching the TV, uh, but it's tracked, still isn't a good habit to have. Right. And I think another one as well is, is like, and we've not even explained this yet, um, is minimise your alcohol, like, yeah. massively. Massively. We have, like, one thing I think as well, and I would, I'd say especially after getting back from fucking Italy, man, holy <laughs> shit. Red Europe, Europe, but, but we, we have such a strong drinking culture. But it's, I feel it's kind of dying a little bit. There's a lot of people that are at this all, all or nothing. Um, I don't think it's as strong as what it used to be, but... It's very much a case of cunts just love alcohol all the time. You, you want to socialise with your mates, you got to drink or you got to eat shit food. It's one or the other. Right. It's, it's alcohol or fucking shit food. Um, or both. Uh, and it's it, like you need to come up with a new kind of trend or a new way of kind of like socialising that doesn't involve those things. And I think if you if you actually can find that, fuck, you're going to be off to such a good start. I think like as well, like last night I was out and like I had... Um, like see the zero percent, zero percent peronis and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like sixty calories in a bottle. Do you know what I mean? And it's see, like, I'm, I'm, right, it's, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. I never get the fucking the zero percent beers and stuff like that. Like, when the fuck do you drink beer for the taste? See, hang me. Like, it's just it's it, you kind of feel as if you're still like socialising. I suppose. Yeah, I, like, I mean? that, that that aspect I will agree it's with. It's not you. that I enjoy the taste of beer. It's just me that I kind of feel as if I'm still. Because, do you know what the problem is? Is like, you want to be part of the social circle. Yeah. 
but you don't want to go out and not be drinking because all you're going to get up is why you're not drinking, why you're not drinking. But nobody says anything when you pick up a fucking 0% beer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They don't say anything. No, I agree with you in that. See, if you're one of these cunts as well that start lecturing them, it's just because they're not drinking because they're trying to lose weight or something like that. Funny. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck your mum! <laughs> Fuck your dad! Fuck you! <laughs> um, so, like, I think like it's important just to to realise that like what we were saying there, like the eighty twenty rule, run with that, and also just understanding like how much is too much. Um, understanding that you need to be eating a bit less if you want to lose fat, and just just like make sure your sources are good, decent fibre, decent vitamins and minerals, um, and obviously all that stuff will be on your packets and stuff, so mm. you can see it. Um, and I think like just allowing yourself to have a bit of shit food, but if it's shit food that's led you to where you're now, then maybe it's time to kind of get up for a wee bit before bringing it back in again, mm-hmm. and then building some good healthy habits first, and then you can bring it back in later on. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking Domino's isn't going anywhere, yeah. right? It's really not, and neither is fucking all the, your favourite Italian restaurant, right? It's and Domino's is like fucking DFS, man. They always have a sale on that you can uh, get fucking a free pizza or something like that. Don't fucking start trying to like, oh, uh, may as well since there's a fucking offer on. No, the cunts text you every Friday. Yeah. Every fucking Friday. And every single payday. I don't, obviously, we are PTs, we don't have a payday. We just like get money as it comes in, right? But like, you'll get a message on the last Friday of every single month, like... Uh, what is it? It says, payday, payday yeah. do, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cunts are at it, man. I know, they really fucking are. I know. Smart business, but... <laughs> true, man, true. I might just start, like, just getting all my clients' numbers and just texting them. Let's see my ex-clients, and they're like, payday, like, right, Trips, you feeling fat, right? It's time Aye. to fucking get back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, next point. Training. Is... Training. Yeah. Now, this, this one I feel like... This is the one that everybody struggles with coming into the new year as well as much as food. I would say it's very much a 50-50 split. I mean, it is the two biggest things, so obviously it's going to be the fucking case. But anyway, um, one thing I think people severely... Uh, well, there's a big, massive debate about it, and this is where the, the go-hard-go-home mentality and the well, very much do what you can do kind of thing, what you're comfortable with. And you do very much need to kind of meet in the middle a little bit with these as well. Um, you've got people that are like pure hardcore, push as fucking as much as they fucking can. Not necessarily the wisest decision to make straight out of the bat. You kind of need to find your feet and find a line and then know how to push that line with your training. Um, as well as that, you've got people that don't push hard enough. They come in and they start doing fucking a million banded exercises, just go and walk in the treadmill and stuff like that. You get into a freeway area. Resistance training is the best, best, best thing that we can do for our health, full stop. It's not for losing weight, gaining muscle, just for our health, full stop. Resistance training is so fucking important, okay? Um, Now, if you have injuries and you're starting out the new year, like you've got back injury, knee injury, whatever, starting out with the banded, kind of higher, higher rep, higher sets, kind of like finding your feet a little bit and working around that, that's cool to do that. But you need to kind of have a voice in the back of your head that's like, it's fine, fucking go cunt, right? Like, go, push yourself, hurry up, like, get on with it, what the fuck are you waiting for, okay? Then you've got the people that go way too hard, way too fast, that think they need to train like fucking Mr. Olympia, 
not been to the gym in three years and they're doing drop sets every set and and, and, and like injured in a week (laughs) they're injured in a week and then next thing you know that injury means you're out of the gym for a fucking month and you're like great well that's all those habits out the window as well you need to find find your feet you will find your feet quickly okay get into the gym once you have a plan training plan set up what the stuff that you're going to do test out where you are and push for progression is not going to come easily but you will find that after I've, I would say you people develop this very quickly that you will find a kind of enjoyment out of pushing for the progression trying to beat what you previously done yeah you kind of compete with yourself and see if you get that that is that is the motivation you want we all talk about whether it be motivation or you want to be dedicated discipline and stuff like that see if you can kind of find that way to compete with yourself a little bit session to session that is a great motivation tool 100% a great motivation tool. Like, literally tell me one thing that's more motivating than coming back in and being better. Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing more motivating than going... And actually, we were going to talk about tracking, um, tracking progress. That's the one I forgot to speak about in the last one. Um, but, like, knowing that I have just stepped into that gym or stepped out of the gym, being better than I was last week, mm-hmm. and I'm doing that five times a week I'm doing it on on my five training sessions so if you're only doing three training sessions like think about it this way right see if you're somebody who jumps from the stairmaster to the cross trainer to the treadmill how do you improve that you can't mm-hmm. right now imagine you left the gym lifting a weight that you thought you could never ever lift right and then the following week you beat that same weight mm-hmm. and then the week after that you beat that or you've done more reps on that weight right like Lifting weights, and I think like this goes especially for for women as well. But I think like lifting weights is one of the most empowering things a woman can ever do. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else that would make you feel more empowered than fucking pulling a pulling a heavy deadlift off the ground and going fuck. I didn't think I could lift that, and just feeling strong as fuck. Do you know what I mean? And like I was saying to one of my clients the other day, like see everything that you get for cardio, fat loss, cardiovascular health, like. Fat loss, cardiovascular health. Obviously, the runners high. You get obviously. I, I actually, I actually have to agree with you. I can't think of anything. I mean, we're pure. My motivation isn't cardio. Uh, like, I was so. We'll put our hands up and say sorry if there is other things uh, that people can think of. We, maybe we, are, we do apologise. Runners but, high, like the kind of bit of the empowerment that you get for like beating your five k or things like that. Right? But it's, it's, still, it's still measurable and compatible to weight training. Uh, like if you've got like you literally just said a five k and you're trying you uh, ran it in thirty minutes and the next thing you managed to run it in twenty nine and a half or twenty nine, that's progress and you're going to get a buzz about it. But that's why you need to measure, uh, track your progress. But like, so like, you think about all these things that you get for running, right? You see all those things you get for running, you get all those same things for weight training. But the difference is with weight training, you become stronger. You just become overall like better with weight training. You're, there's less chance of you fucking falling. You're able to walk up a set of stairs easier. Yeah, your quality you're, of life improves uh, drastically. It's just like, there's, there's so many other, like, there's, so basically there's a list of things that you get for doing cardio. But the list of things that you get for doing cardio, that same list is the same as weight training. But mm-hmm. the weight training list is so much fucking bigger. Yeah. There's so many other things that you get for it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a prehab thing. Like, what was it? So I'll use this as an example. My last prep that I did, I found out during lockdown, I had a fucking idiotic accident and ended up technically breaking my ankle. Um, and 
having massive I didn't know at the time and it, it wasn't anything wild it was a small break but it was still like after again like scans and stuff like that they were like oh you should have been in a cast I wasn't in a cast and I was still training legs and stuff like that on it it was fucking agony but I was kind of persistent with it but because um, I ended up speaking to specialists and he was like there is no point in us trying to go in and try and fix your ankle in an operation or anything like that if there's any damage done to it because you, your ankle held in position because it was strong like the, and you're to go in and weaken it and then you have to rehab it long term is going to be worse off for you if you can go and strengthen muscle, your quality of life long term is going to be far, far, far better. If you get injured and you're just purely cardio, purely running, and you then can't go and do that form of exercise, then you are going to see a massive deterioration very, very, very quickly. But say if you're naturally very, very strong, like from you're doing weight training all the time, when you go back into things, you're going to notice that you can pick things up a lot, lot quicker, a lot, lot faster. Your injuries never usually tend to be as detrimental to you as what they are when you're, well, a lot weaker. Yeah, 100%, man. It's like, it's just like injury prevention is just so high. Yeah. Like, everything is just like, Pre-hand. when you lift weights, and do you know do you know how you hang that, we never even spoke about as well, is just posture. Like, see the amount of people's backs mm-hmm. that go from being, what, well, back pain, go from being fucking, like, literally walking about, like, bent over, like, mm. not able to fucking stand up straight, bad backs, to, like, going in, weight training, and they're fucking walking about pain-free. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get people about Harry, I've had pain in my back for years, started weight training, like, and now I don't have pain anymore. Yeah. I'm like, that's just weight training for yeah. you, isn't it? So, and the other ones as well, girls, you get a great arse. Well, like, that's always a good Guys, one. just look fucking class. Positives, it's weight training. <laughs> Don't get that from cardio. To summarise, you'll look good as fuck naked. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Aye, uh, let's just, that's a kind of like PG-13 version of what he said. Um, <laughs> Time for the condom bit of the fucking podcast where we wrap it up. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I, <laughs> that takes us to the end of episode six, uh, part, part two, two of the things that you should probably do in 2023 if you want to make fucking sick progress. Um, so each, each one of them just try and integrate them um, slowly but surely over time and I'll guarantee you give yourself three to six months and you'll be saying Harry Fraser thanks I got fucking right in shape and you're uneven my coach catch us next time catch us.